cake, right? What's the cake? The cake. It's like people and life and businesses. Some of us um, have a crappy cake and we cover it up with all the layers of frosting and it's, it might look good, but it's still a crappy cake, right? And, but if you have a good cake, you'll eat that baby, whether it's got frosting on it or not, it's still a good cake. Yeah, I don't like cake. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> cake is too dry. You gotta make, you gotta have. You, oh, you get, not my uh, cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Well, welcome to Power Living. Uh, as a nurse, coach, Reiki master, and entrepreneur, I've built my life around helping and empowering others to live their best, healthiest, and most authentically happy and powerful lives. Uh, I share and visit with experts on all aspects of wellness, physical, emotional, financial, career, business, health, relationships, environmental health, and more. So if you want to step into your best self, listen in every Saturday morning as we share new and old ideas to set you up for the coming week as a fresh start for a better and better you. And I'm super excited today because I have a true, well, with us today, Dave Loritz, and he, he is, he's just a kindred spirit. We get on soapboxes about wellness all the time. And I love talking about um, healthcare strategies and our Health Reach 360 program, which is in partnership with specialty care management and healthcare strategies. But Healthcare strategies, it's not your mama's wellness. It's, 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 not, it's not wellness. It's, what is it, Dave? Wellness on steroids? Tell us a little bit about what is it that makes, because you and I, we've talked about this a lot. <clears throat> about, uh, you know, a lot of people in our industry, they will, they think wellness doesn't work. And, you know, they're partly right. Typical wellness programs, they'll pitch a flyer or uh, send an email or, whatever. And the, there's no behavior change. There's no real results. But what, what is it that makes Health Reach 360, healthcare strategies, what makes that different? I, I think it's two, two major things. I think it's uh, engagement and it is the data. You have to, in a wellness program, any type of program like that, um, if you're just putting uh, information out mm -hmm. to employees or you're providing wellness services, you're really not targeting the audience. You're just throwing something out as a blanket or you know, you're throwing something up against the wall to see what sticks. And the thing is, is that you're, re you're not reaching the right people. The people that really need the wellness program aren't using it. And it's usually the healthy people or the people that want to earn some type of a reward because they're using the wellness program. Those are the people that you're capturing. So there's probably 30% of your population that's not using it for one reason or another. And most of the time, it's because they're at risk. It's, it's the riskiest people, the people that uh, don't know they're at risk, but have the risk factors. They haven't been in the hospital yet, but they're going to based on the risk that they have. They're not wearing Fitbits. They're not downloading apps. They really need one-on-one -on -one attention. Yeah, they're snoring. They're not on their CPAPs. They don't prick their finger. I had a, I had a member one time uh, with diabetes tell me, no, he didn't have diabetes anymore. His doctor gave him 30 pills and he took it for the month and he was cured. Yeah. He said, it said no refill. So I was done. Yeah. And he, he really didn't consider himself a diabetic and his A1Cs were off the chart, which, you know, it's, it's crazy to me how, you know, we really do for, for a nation that we're vitamin pushers, 
where, you know, we have the best healthcare system in the world. We have all these amazing programs and yet diabetes and obesity, everything that goes along with that heart disease, cancers, they're on the rise. And these, these things, they're not cheap. Oh. These things, and not only, not just monetarily, right? They totally change people's lives. Diabetes progresses. People lose, they lose their limbs, um, their hair, their skin changes. And, you know, sisters, we don't want that stuff, right? <laughs> they end up with kidney disease. They end up with liver disease. They're tired. I mean, there's so much, not just in terms of, of the cost to our nation's economy, which kidney disease in itself drives 1% of our federal budget, it, it makes a dent. It's huge. And so when you look at, for all the resources that we have in this country, I, what do you think? Being a, being a, a wellness guru, um, you know, for a well, for a country that's, that really values wellness, why, why do you think that we're so sick? Oh boy, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Um, you know, there's a lot of different reasons. I just, you know, I just think that, um, you know, I think that there's just a lot going on with, with you know, with the, you know, um, I think there's a lot of wellness, but I think there's just a lot of. Is it wellness or is it propaganda? It's propaganda. Because, yeah, because I, truly programs like yours, I mean, you're not the only, you're not the only gig in town. We're not the only gig in town. And you're not the only good gig in town, but there's right. a lot of wellness programs out there that really have little value. They're all frosting. Like we were talking earlier, they're all frosting. Yeah. They sound good. Yeah. And people, employers want to provide these programs, but because they get so little out of them, they hold a lot of people. That's where I think people come up and they say, well, wellness just doesn't work. Right, right, right. And I think, I think that a lot of employers today, uh, a lot of companies out there today, I think that um, we're, we're getting away from the basics. And what I mean by that is that our industry is becoming so big around wellness and around different services. You're seeing, if you looked at our industry 10 years ago or 15 years ago, there was the basics were there. You had the insurance payer, you had the TPA, you had companies like ours. We were doing basic programs. Today, there's a niche for everything. I mean, there's a niche for this, there's a niche for that. And there's a lot of these companies that have millions of dollars behind them that are putting out these really fancy platforms, engagement platforms. They're wonderful. They really are. They, they're, they're flashy. They send push messaging to people. But what are you doing about it? Where's the interaction with the nurse? You know, where's, yeah. the, da where's the data to identify these? If you, if you just put a fancy million dollar platform out there and you start sending push messages to people or you allow people to call in and either talk to a bot or talk to a, uh, to a, to a, a, a coach or not even a coach, some type of an advisor, that's wonderful. But again, I go back to my 70-30 analogy. The people that, are, the people that need it aren't using it because they haven't been targeted. And again, it's, it's simple things like targeting people that have uh, high A1Cs or haven't been to the doctor to get their A1C or people that haven't got a cholesterol check or whatever the case, all those little care gaps add up. Absolutely. I, mean, I, heard, I heard someone say the other day, who cares about a simple care gap? Somebody, somebody will go and get that done sooner, sooner or later. And I'm like, listen, one leads to four, four leads to eight. And I mean, after a while, you know, there's a, there's a lot of cost around these. People don't understand. We actually did a study where we found out that uh, 
Uh, one care gap is attributed to about $1,200, $1,245. If you see the number of people that have seven or more care gaps, that adds up. And now you're yeah, that and, and the population. Are, and often those are the folks, they're not in the hospital, like you mentioned. Right. And so when, when, so when they get that email, and I think, I think what you mentioned earlier about not having the nurse, and I think that's a key component. We don't change behavior off of an email or a text. You send an email or a text about this flashy program for somebody who's not sick, it's meaningless. They don't even read it. Uh, my, so hopefully my husband won't see this, but he, you know, he, he gets those. They end up in the track. Of course, he's got me. <laughs> oh, right. but, but they end up in the trash. I've talked to members and they, yeah, maybe I got something. It ends up in the trash. Nothing changes until they actually relationships, relationships that offer trust and value. That's what people don't participate in wellness programs because they're meaningless. It has nothing. You know, it's interesting. Years ago, before I started uh, down uh, a career, uh, a case management path, I had surveyed just an informal in my community, surveyed fellow nurses and neighbors and relatives. Hey, have you ever been in a case management program? How was it? What, what did you think? A hundred percent of the people I talked to, you know, this wasn't a formal, you know, it wasn't a clinical study per se, but it was my asking about my industry. Cause I think that's important because I want to find out what my objections are going to be. And uh, all of them, everybody I talked to said, Oh, it was a pain in the neck. I had to carve out an appointment time and you know, they send you stuff in the mail, but it was just, there was nothing, there was no value there. It, it was a burden for the member or members think, well, gosh, I've had, I've had other members tell me things like, well, you know, it's just my employer just wants to find out where my weak spots are so they can deny my coverage. Um, so there's a lot of skepticism and distrust. And I think that's the difference. You're not going to build the trust that's going to even open the door for a conversation with an email or a text or a flashy little postcard. Those things are great once you have an, a, a relationship established, they're fantastic. But that's not how you build relationships that inspire behavior. You figure, you know all too well, right? We're talking to people, uh, the nurses, they're talking to people about quitting smoking and finding time to exercise and, and uh, you know eating nutritiously. They don't have the time for that. So carving out that space to, to entertain an idea of how they might, you know, work with strategies like that. You can't do that in an email or a text. Not going to happen. Right. 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 No, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I think that, you know, I think that all the, the programs that are out there, um, I, I guess, you know, wellness programs in general, they've all got their merits and they're all, they're all good in their own, in their own space. But I, I think it's the, it's the wellness programs that try to be more than they really are, but they aren't. And if, you know, you know it's, it's one of those things where, listen, if you are a wellness program, then be a wellness program. You know, do what you, you, but don't pretend to be something that you're not. And I think there's a lot of programs out there that do that. I mean, at the end of the day, to me, a, pro, a program like ours, it's not wellness. It's really not. Yeah, so it's, pop, explain it's really population it. health. Yeah, it's, yeah so, because a lot of people, when we talk about Health 3360, yeah. they, they go to wellness. 
And yes. so when you talk about it not being a wellness program, explain it's that. It's not concept. a wellness program. So it's, it's not a wellness program. Now, it complements a wellness program. So if, if, we, if we walk into an employer group and they have a wellness program in place, we can complement that wellness program. And what I mean by that is now we can provide a total population <clears throat> management program for that group. So, so the analogy that I always give, and I think you've heard me say this before, think of a local hospital in your, in your city or your town where you live. <clears throat> you have a lot of floors in that hospital. Um, most of the floors are normal floors. That's where people go when they don't have anything life-threatening. Life it's just a, a, a major or a, a, a regular admission into the hospital. Then you have the intensive care unit, okay? I look at the wellness programs as the regular floors of the hospital. These are the regular employer group programs that are in place. It's, it's taking care of the normal population, providing normal wellness programs. But it's our program that's the intensive care unit. We are finding those people that are most at risk, regardless of cost. Not the people that are reinsurance claims, but the people that are going to be the future reinsurance claims. Let's get them into the ICU. Let's get them face-to-face -face with the nurse. Let's get them back on track, get their prescriptions under control, get their care gaps reduced, get them to the doctor. And now once they're back on track again, now we can discharge them from the ICU and bring them down to the regular floor where they want to wear the Fitbit. You've yeah. seen my case studies. Absolutely. You've, got guy, you've got a guy who's really in bad shape going into the program, but when they come out, they're more motivated. They want to run half marathons. They want to go to the gym. They want to eat. Uh, better food. They feel better and they've already they had some they've had right. some women that make them they have the faith right. that that wellness does work. Right. And now all those wellness programs can be happy because now they're capturing people that they never knew before because those people weren't participating. So right. you know calling out to all wellness companies, you know, partner with a health management company because they can really help drive people into your into your programs absolutely unless you're using data yourself but if you're not using data and you're a wellness program you really need the help of a health management program like healthreach 360 to yeah. partner to help you know drive business into those uh, or drive people into those programs yeah it's you know it's interesting that when you talk about that like that the targeted approach is so important that's yeah. like you don't give everybody an antibiotic right and you don't give everybody the same antibiotic. If you, wanna, if you want to really quell an infection, you give a targeted antibiotic, one that's going to work that's for right. that specific bacteria. It's the same kind of same concept. So, you know, and it's interesting. I love that you mentioned your case studies. I love seeing those. My fa you, just, you just sent me one a little while ago about a guy who I'm just thinking, you know, reading, reading his story, I mean, with a blood pressure of almost 200 or uh, over over almost 100, what was he, 195 over 95. And I've, I've talked to these folks and you just thinking, oh my gosh, we, you know, he's got, he's a stroke waiting to happen. Sugar's too high, um, smoking, uh, didn't have the energy and working with the, with the nurse coach, which is not uh, a health coach, it's a nurse coach. And I think the nurse is uniquely positioned to not only um, educate because a lot of people will say, well, the problem is, is education. We just don't have enough education. And I counter that because I think most of us know what we need to do, but understanding how things fit in our situation and how are we going to employ these strategies? That's where the nurse is uniquely positioned to, to 
make sure that they have access to proper information, proper education, but then through, you talk about motivational interviewing, yeah. right? Which is, that's a coaching framework that actually helps guide a member to find their own answers. That's right. And when people find their own answers, the light bulb goes off. And I love that because don't you find in your, with your nurses, usually it's about month two or three of participating, the light bulb goes off, they'll experiment, they try something, they have a win and they say things like, oh my gosh, this works. Right. Just like your member with normal blood pressure, down to two cigarettes a day, I think, getting ready to quit smoking, feeling better, right. no longer worried about him ending up in the ER, having a stroke. I mean, right. complete change. It doesn't have to take forever. Right. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's uh, nobody wants to be told what to do. And at the end of the day, I mean, we hear that all the time in our lives, do this, do that. And so a nurse getting on a phone or even a coach getting on a phone and saying, you gotta lose weight, Dave, or you gotta lower your blood pressure. That's not going to motivate me. That's what happens when they go to the doctor. They go to the That's doctor right. and the doctor says, you need to lose weight. And they go home and they say, if I knew how to do that, I wouldn't be here. That's right. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing as, as leaders and, co and as we're uh, supervisors. You know, you're always, I was taught a long time ago, one of my former employers, you know, uh, a, a management program where, you know, if I sat there and told you, uh, Kimberly, that you were doing a bad job, you would, you would react very differently. The way I have to approach it is I have to ask questions. I have to motivate you to tell me how you're doing. It's the same thing with the, you know, so Kimberly, how do you think you're doing? And it's the same thing with the, it's the same thing with the patients or with the members. You know, you have to find out where they are and then you have to let them tell you about their willingness to change or what they want to do. And it's amazing the results that you get from, now, did our company create motivational interviewing? Certainly not. Um, there's a lot of people that use it, but it's a very smart way to interact with, uh, with the members. And we see great impact by doing it. That's a lot like the difference when I, when I think about how we use that, it's, it's the difference between standing, standing up here saying, come on, come on, versus actually going to where the members are. When you go down to where they are, they'll take your hand. You can help them together. You'll go That's right. in, anywhere they want to go, anywhere you want to help them be. It's a but journey. you can't do that by telling people, come on, come on. Right, 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 right. But to your point, but to your point, somebody that, somebody that does have risk factors, let's say there's a group out there that's got people that are low risk, moderate risk, and high risk, and you've got, and, and you've got a, a platform out there where you're engaging people. So you're sending text messages to people. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. But are you really engaging that person? I mean, yes, you are. And they're getting it on their, on their smartphone and, and they're reading it within eight Communicating, seconds or whatever. not yes, engaging, but not engaging. It's really, you know, it's not a, it's, it's a very cold relationship. Okay. Uh, when you're talking with a nurse one-on-one -on -one or with a coach one-on-one, -on -one, it's, it's, it's different because now you are, you're building a relationship. Kind of like you and I, we build a relationship in our business. It's the same thing with the nurse and the patient. Yeah. Now that nurse is there on their journey. They're not alone. Um, and that's very important. I mean, we put out a, we put out a promotional video for our, for our company and it talked about it. It showed a car on a lonely highway and it said that, hey, you know, this is a long journey, but guess what? You're not by yourself and you've got someone there with you. And uh, all those case studies that I sent you, that stuff doesn't happen overnight. That's over time. Yep. And it's a commitment that these people have made 
to say, yes, I'm at risk. And now and I'm you notice do something about none of, it. None of those magic stories start off with, oh, I got a beautiful text. I got yes. a heartwarming, I got a heartwarming letter. Yes. Oh, that letter was so heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't work. That's why. That's why we date, right? Marriages over, you know, emails. Not the same. You don't get married over emails. That's right. That's right. That's married right. over dinners and walks on the beach. There you go. See, absolutely. There you go. It's that. It's that relationship that you build. And what's funny is that you know, with the, we've been doing this for a very long time. And what's funny is that, you know, I can walk around our office back prior to COVID, where the nurses were sitting, and you would see pictures. Uh, and you know this because you've been a case manager. You see pictures of kids and you see pictures of marriages and parties and stuff. And you go, oh, is that your family? No, those are my patients. And so yeah. these, nur these nurses are being invited to graduations. They're being invited to weddings. They're part of the family. Yeah. And that's very, very special because that yeah. nurse probably saved that person's life. Yeah. And, and that's it's a, the it's difference. I will just tell you, I'll speak for your nurses. It's a great honor when people let you into some of those dark corners. Yeah. They don't, they don't let you into dark places. Um, you know, it's a lot like if your car broke down, Dave, in the middle of the night and you were stranded, you're not going to call a stranger to come pick you up. You're right. You're going to call somebody that you know is going to be there for you. And that's a great honor to be, right. be invited into those dark yeah. places. Yeah, and honestly, that's yeah. the highlight. Some of those moments, they're treasured memories for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think, you know, in our industry today, because like what we were talking about before, there's so many vendors out there. There's so many people doing things. I think people lose sight of what some of these kind of programs really are when you're working with human beings and nurses. I mean, yes, are we a vendor? Certainly. Do we charge a group for the, our services? Yes, we do. But at the end of the day, it's those kind of stories. I mean, that's what people forget is, is that. You know, so the stories are great though, but oh, they, before we end, right? So the stories yeah. are great and I love them, but they don't pay my rent. So show me they the don't. money. What's, what's the yeah. ROI in a program like Hill 360? Well, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, you know, that old saying, what do they say? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And what that means when you come to ROI is that this is, if, you, if, you're, if you're putting a program like this in place, I highly recommend it, especially if you're worried about a renewal that you've had that was high in the past. Now you've got a way of getting the crystal ball out and saying that I wanna start managing my future renewals. Brokers do a lovely job of coming in and taking care of the, of the group, but you really have to pay attention to outside of this year and how do the next three or four years look? And so with a program like this, if, you, if you're just going to like buy it or use it and you're going to just throw it out there and you're going to give somebody a $20 gift card to go to Red Lobster, it's, it's not going to work. It really isn't. You really have to sit down with, you, with your broker. You have to sit down with uh, your vendor and you have to design a program around engaging the, the whole population. Because yes, we are focused on the people that are at risk, but we have to communicate to the entire population to let them know what this is and how it works. And if you do it the right way and you put the right program design in place, uh, our, our ROI for groups right now is about five to one. So for every dollar they spend, they're, they're seeing five in return. They're seeing a reduction in their claim trend. They're seeing their risk scores come down. And what they're seeing is a healthier population. Um, 
you know, we're basically stacking the deck for next year's renewal. We're making sure that the people that could be high claims next year aren't. Yeah, so you've got those hard right savings, thing. but yeah. you've also got a, a workforce now when, when people are healthier, we know this. Yeah. When we're healthy, we got it to bring. We walk into work differently. We want to come to work. That's right. right? We, That's right. We're present on the job. One of the big topics right now is this, this employee absenteeism where we're here, but we're not really, we're checked out, right? We're not giving our all at work. Happy, healthy employees, they bring a totally different level of production to right. any business. Right. So you've got the hard savings and you've got the soft savings and you've got these beautiful stories that, you know, really there's something in it for the employer. There's something in it for the member. And, um, and yeah. that, that makes a dent. I, I think that our industry today, consultants out there and the brokers and everybody else, they do a wonderful job of, of taking care of their clients. But one thing that I'm seeing, a trend that I'm seeing today, is that we're all focused on utilization. We're all focused on those really costly uh, specialty drugs. We're all focused on getting people into narrow networks and putting reference-based pricing in, ways to control cost. Who's actually looking at things that haven't happened yet? And yeah. I have a spoiler. I have a spoiler alert for everybody. This kind of stuff is not soft dollar savings. This stuff. I mean, we know who these people are. It's only a matter of time. If and wow. you, you you know if you're obese and you've got high blood pressure and uncontrolled diabetes, you're not going to go for four or five years. You're going to be a claim at some point in the very near future. And yep. I think if we pay more attention to the people that are emerging risk, we're going to have less emphasis on, um, on worrying about the high utilization. I mean, we're going to, and those strategies are wonderful, mm -hmm. but we have to put more strategies around predicting what's going to happen. And that's where all these data analytic companies doing predictive modeling and programs like ours are good because they help, they help us identify what's coming down the road. And we have to do more around that. Um, I see brokers all the time spending thousands of dollars putting in data analytic programs. They're wonderful. They do a great job. But what do you do with the data? Yeah. You got to have the right tool to do something with it. You to make really it do. You really do. And wellness programs are not the answer. And it's one of those things where you really need that one-on-one -on -one intervention to help these people get back on track again. Yeah, huge. And, and, and that just goes to say, we get what we expect. If you want to invest in illness, you're going to see more illness. And I'm not saying we don't want to take care of ill people, but I'm saying we want to expect when we grow in expectation, you're going to see more of that. I'm expecting, I'm expecting participation. I'm expecting things to happen for the benefit of my, my population. I'm going to put programs in place to, to, to create that. And I'm going to see that. So. I, I totally agree. We're well, Dave, I got to tell you, I love chewing the fat with you. I love getting on a soapbox with you and really <laughs> appreciate the huge value that the healthcare strategy brings to specialty care management and really helping us mitigate risk, which, you know, cost containment is fantastic. But if you want true cost containment, you don't have that risk in the first place. And so by looking further upstream and, and offering programs like Health Reach 360, we really have a way to, I mean, specialty care management and our dialysis program with a flat fixed case rate is so unique in the marketplace. It's yeah. awesome. 
but yeah. not needing it is even better. That's so right. That's right. I appreciate you, my friend. And thank uh, you. Thanks for, thanks for sharing today. No problem. You have a lovely day. You too. Ciao. Okay. Bye.